Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Juan Martinez with This Is Real. And I'm Stephanie Ray. Nope, she is not here today. I'm joking, y'all. I'm messing with everybody. Look, she is home, uh, recovering, getting well, uh, resting. And so today I have some amazing guest co-hosts. Before we bring them on, um, which I'm super pumped because, you know, these guys have a plethora of wisdom. Um, just wanted to give you an update, man. Thank you so much for everyone who partners with us, uh, writes letters. Um, I think somebody's going to give uh, Polenski Unit a shout out here real soon. But let me tell you something. Um, we really get encouraged when we read the letters and uh, we get encouraged when we see people subscribing to the YouTube channel and just the comments and all of these things. Uh, super dope. Thank you so much for everybody who was praying for us while we were in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, went to Portland and few different places and just really been at a season where God is just really, um, I feel like there's just these words that are resonating in my spirit. Um, and so we're going to talk about it a little bit today when it comes to discipleship and stuff. Um, but again, thank you so much for writing all the letters. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and, you know, Instagram and all that good stuff, um, you, which obviously you can see that Stephanie is usually the one who says all that stuff. So, you know, I'm just like, thank you. Let's move. Let's get to the word. Amen. So I want to uh, introduce to y'all. Well, first, you know, Polinsky, you know, there's a shout out here for you from uh, one of our guests. So we'll introduce the first one. Pastor Ernesto, what it do? What's up, what's up? Yeah, shout out to Polanski Unit. Uh, we went out there uh, this past Friday, and um, it was amazing. They say they listened to the show. They're super blessed by it, and I just want to shout them out and tell them that we love them. Awesome. What you talk to them about? We talked to them about um, growing in Christ and their emotions and just the things that hinder them. Hmm. Good, wow. good, good, good. Come on. And uh, my next guest went into the, the gentle giant. Come on. <laughs> Pastor Todd Holtz. What's up, man? Uh, what's up, Pastor? How's it going? How, how you been? You just came. Everybody came back from somewhere. Yeah, I just so. came back from a week, a week or so off on vacation with my family and just nice. enjoying home and went back to Georgia um, to uh, see my mom and dad and just how was had that? a good time. Had a great time. Went on some chartered fishing with my dad. Got All to right. catch some big fish and... <laughs> Uh, got to spend some time, some personal time with them. That's dope. And then I know you, obviously, you out there speaking to the Lord. What he dropped? What he dropped? What he dropped in your spirit while you were out there? Well, he's just been just been checking me on some areas of my life that you know, even even as pastors and as ministers, we 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 don't have it all together. And just um, what are our motives and what we do? That's nice. Um, and so just uh, just wanting to make sure that we in line with what God wants us to do, uh, not necessarily from where we are as it relates to being in a in a place, but just everything about our lives, our motives, um, how we walk, and, and making sure we're doing it for the right reason. I think that's a really good thing. We're going to come back to something like that because that's, that was, that's dope. Um, and then, dun, 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 we got Pastor <laughs> Sylvester and the general. Oh, yeah. Come on, one yeah. of the generals of the faith. Yeah. Come on, yeah. get rap Latino yeah. today in, in English. In Espanol. <laughs> in Espanol. English, yeah, I can English. speak a little bit of English. Hey, yeah. So how's no, it going? How are pretty good, Pastor. How are you? Pretty good. How's <laughs> it? What's what's been happening? What what you been doing in the summer? I actually uh, have uh, started uh, like I was staying uh, doing a study with one of the books that you gave us. Yeah. Really fell in love with that book and uh, really been developing the uh, leadership. Leadership, really mm. been, and people have been responding to it very positively. Yeah. How, so, how's how, what's God speaking to you throughout that book? Well, you know, it's uh, more than anything, it's about the genuineness, you know, being, being genuine. genuine, you know, being uh, uh, really transparent, good. being uh, accountable, 
you know so I, I really really have uh, the simple message of that book yeah uh, though it's not biblically based it's got biblical principles yeah yeah and, yeah and I love it so well it says it's 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 Bible without like verse this and no verse verses that. that's yeah. right mm-hmm. so it, I I got a lot of Bible in there now yeah it's really good <laughs> cool. it's really good I, I appreciate that so you know we were just gonna chit chat and just have a conversation um, you know well, I'm, I'm gonna start with like what I felt God was saying to me which I kind of did it a little bit at the live at uh, 9 on Facebook but I kind of wanted to just chime in and then we could just keep talking because I believe mm-hmm. that's gonna interweave I believe God always creates beautiful tapestry right and mm-hmm. especially when you have different vessels all speaking into topics I feel like it creates a beautiful tapestry right Amen. so that that our listeners can see what we're saying mm-hmm. so what God was saying to me I, I felt like he took me to the verse uh, in, in James 1 19 and 20 it says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry because that human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God right mm-hmm. and and I, I wholeheartedly in a quiet moment I'm gonna say while wow, being still I felt like the God was like you know what the problem is and I was like what he said we're in a generation where everyone is quick to speak and slow to listen mm-hmm. and uh, you know everybody has something to say nobody wants to hear the full story everybody goes off of an Instagram you know because for me who did not come uh, you know raised in Christianity or nothing when I come in and I start reading the Bible and I start looking and you know stuff in prison they used to be like well you're going to be more ahead because nobody reads the Bible and stuff like that and I would be like nah that's crazy and when I come out here I start to feel the tempo and really see uh, the maturity of the body of Christ. There's just incredible people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, I believe, just, I believe we're in a generation where there's a lot of immaturity with platforms uh, through social media that just start spouting stuff out without truly uh, getting the full story, right? Or we want to, like, talk about a lot about politics, stuff like that, which I understand the the perspective behind when people are talking about those things but i truly feel that there's only one genuine truth as ministers that we could really talk about the other one even if you got 98 you know you have two percent of not being sure so i don't really want to talk to you about it from a place of discipleship i'd rather talk to you about it from a hey we're having a chit chat conversation mm-hmm. about opinions no problem mm-hmm. but to stand on the pulpit and really give you that what is your thoughts when it comes to where we're at in listening and developing that listening muscle as the body of Christ, or even for yourself, because I know this is something I'm still working on. So I didn't like, maybe three years ago, I was really bad at it. And then as time progressed, um, reading the scripture and developing, because listening is what really gives you the the right context and how to even speak. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we miss it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And yeah. That's why you see a lot of us, a lot of uh, people are not walking in the, in the level of faith that they should because they're not listening. Yeah. And until you, until you listen and, and really sit down and, and, and really digest the word of God, mm. your faith can't grow. And so I think one of the things, one of the tricks that the devil, devil has right now is that we, we have this thing on Instagram and on Facebook and all this where, where it's geared towards people, um, liking what you say huh. and yeah, so yeah. so so the the progression or the 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 goal is just to come up with something whether it's true or not that that tickles the ears of people that's good. 
And and so Ooh. now it's not about it's not about wisdom anymore. It's just about how many lights can I get? Yeah, I would say, hey, everything that sounds good isn't sounds. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Uh, and I think it, I, I call it Jerry Springer Christianity. I, I feel like there's, <laughs> that's good. That's you know, good. because people like drama. So the reality is that yep. you can talk about something, jump right in the middle of something, and uh, you will just love drama. Mm -hmm. we, it's mm -hmm. proven by Jerry yeah. Springer. Like we all watched it. I mean, I, you know, we all. And you can it, say something totally false. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, yeah. totally false. You can put something together that sounds good, and then all of a sudden, now, now everybody wants to to champion it. That's it. You know, it's a. Uh, uh, I, I compare uh, discipleship to the first century to what it is now and uh, what Pastor Todd just said about uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God when uh, the Apostle Paul wrote that and, uh, and said that to the Romans uh, the Bible they, they didn't have a Bible yeah. um, you know, he just said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and he said well how what is that I mean, the fact is, is that these people uh, adhere to the teachings of Jesus Christ that's discipleship and they incorporated it to their lives. And what the disappointment mm -hmm. is to me is to when I have people teaching them years and y after year, and, and they don't put it into practice. Yeah. And so you know, it, 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 it really, it, it hurts my heart to do that. Sure. Because you invest and you teach, and you do that. I said, well, and you look at that in early early church back in the first century. Yeah. Not having a Bible, and these guys are going through persecution, and they're adhering to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Period. Yeah. And uh, and they don't have a written word in front right. of them. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's the, it's the uh, you know what do you, what do you think on that? I'm I'm just thinking about like the scripture. You know, it says be. Uh, quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an area in the life in our life where a lot of us struggle in uh, yeah. because we react instead of respond. We're so quick to act on our emotions and, and give you our feedback. And the scripture's kind of telling you to s listen and digest mm -hmm. and kind of what you're saying. Like mm -hmm. we might be giving, people might be giving us instruction, our leaders might be giving us instruction to, to do something, but we're not responding to it we're acting yeah. in our emotions so we're just reacting to it and and because of that it creates you know um more drama or more response from other people and the platform that some of us have we react we don't mm -hmm. think about what's being said or why it's being said or if it's even biblically sound or where the source is coming from and we just jump on social media and just start reacting and some of us have influence and cause ripple effects that can be dangerous wow mm -hmm. that's 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 powerful you know i know like for us at our church like we're thinking you know of really like f laser focused discipleship this season coming up right mm -hmm. and um what do you think like i know even for me like i i, I always tell people like you know i think it was david vesto love wins conference maybe like the last one <clears throat> he said something that just rocked me forever and um it was almost the same concept what I was doing, but just the way he said it was kind of funny. You know, he's like, he goes, you know, me and my wife, we fight, you know, all the time. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, what's it do? But remember that? When he's like, hey, we fight all the time. I'm like, all yo, the time? I'm like, yeah, all the time. He said, we fight for our time together. We fight for our date nights. We Come fight. On. And um, he went through all those things and I started thinking, wow, that's our life. Like, it's not like you just get it. This, this is for us. And the continual reading of it, I believe like, just you know what you didn't understand what you understood in your head eventually by application you begin to become 
Huh. And I think it's in layers of constant reading, right? Yeah. And I feel like you're fighting for that marriage too, mm -hmm. right? Because you're fighting the world trying to take your time, the devil, your own self. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a, you know, there's a lack of discipleship. I would like you guys to chime in on, you know, because I really truly feel like in order to be a disciple, um, you have to be discipled. To disciple and you'll always be disciple disciples always disciple disciples Amen. and um, I and I'm just gonna be you know vulnerable here a little bit I think sometimes um, you start that way um, and then stuff happens and then you stop discipling because then you become more focused on yourself or on the thing that just started growing that you're like oh my god this is out of control so you start trying to fix everything and you remove yourself from discipleship the beauty of the word is that it brings you back to, hey, are you disciple? <laughs> oh, man, God, you know? That's the beauty. Uh, if you even catch it, because some don't, right? Some, I, I would like to hear your take on where you feel the, the importance of discipleship is, or just really, based on this conversation, what do you think uh, has to happen? Or what is discipleship? What's discipleship to you? Well, this, that's, that's, that's what's going on in my life right now. I, I think that for a lot of people, we think that once we get, we get to a, we get a knowledge of who Christ is and we've given our lives to Christ that all of a sudden we are disciple and we're not Just me coming here to get wrapped and mm. sitting down with you in your office and and having this religious <laughs> mindset even myself having this religious mindset that I, hey I've been doing this for 25 years I've been preaching for, for you know 26 years and I've been doing this and I've read this book and Mm. You, you get out of this, it's really this good. thought process that you, you, you really, we we go into a progressive, progressive growth. That every day, regardless of how long we've been in it, we're still being disciple. We're still growing. And if you ever stop being disciple, mm -hmm. then then you are messing up. And so, submitting yourself to, I guess, the definition of being discipled is that that we are progressively growing every day no matter how long we've been in it no matter whether it's really it's good just continuing to grow and be be submitted to the lordship of jesus christ and no matter how much i learn about god i can always learn more yeah that's good i uh, agree 100 percent with that uh, i think i don't you you will never stop being a disciple just like you will never say and reach hey i'm humble now you know, you always, you know, you always, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's, a fact, it's, <laughs> you always, it's a lifelong quest. Mm -hmm. You just keep, keep uh, growing and uh, learning. And at the same time, I mean, uh, obviously when you, a person thinks of disciple, he thinks about somebody staying with you 24 seven, like they, we think that the original 12 disciples with Jesus stayed, you know, uh, 24 seven. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Yeah. But, the, but the deal is that uh, that puts pressure on us. Like, wow, well, I just don't have enough time with this guy. We don't have enough time with those people. And uh, I really would like to disciple them more. But in fact is, is that we are always discipling. Always. We always are. And uh, uh, that's Explain that a little bit. Well, what, what it is is that uh, you, you incorporate the teachings so of fine. Jesus Christ into your life. Yeah, and that's what it is, and you walk that. Oh, we started out with our scripture in James one, nineteen. Uh, I am teaching. You see, in Hebrews five, it talks about how, uh, you know, he talks about a deep thing about Melchizedek, and then he says, "But it's hard to explain because you have become dull." 
He says mm. he's that, that, and then he says, uh, uh, talk about you just still drinking milk when you should already be taking meat and you should be teachers. And a lot of people get in their mind when they talk about teachers. Okay, we stand before a congregation and teach. That's not what he's talking about mm. because everybody is talking to all the all the the, the, the Christians, the Hebrew uh, nation, saying you all should all be teachers. <coughs> you all should be disciple makers. Yeah, that's good. The fact is, is that. I have disciples in my house, and oh, I'm constantly. That's your first disciples too, mm-hmm. right? That's, right? that's why. That's, that's why he think about every time in Second Timothy, First Timothy, all these where he talks about the qualifications of either an elder or deacons, anything like that. It's always like refrain from drunkenness, you know, stuff like that. But it always talks about running uh-huh. your home well. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he mm-hmm. says that one who does not provide for his home, and sometimes mm-hmm. we just Church. think that's financially, but he's saying everything, everything. More comfort, everything biblically that you say you have. I used to always uh, wrestle with that because I was like, man, wor- one who does not do that is worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would be like, how could he be worse than an unbeliever? The unbeliever is like going to hell, you know, like, <laughs> like that. And he's worse than that. And then the Lord spoke to me one morning. He's like, look, the unbeliever, he doesn't know. Someone. But you who know, if you're not discipling or developing your home, then you're, you're, you shouldn't be running more people. How can mm-hmm. you, if you can't run three, four, five, six, whatever is in your house, mm-hmm. how can you disciple a church? That's right. And it's not just that you, how can you, how can you disciple a church? It is literally, you're looking at, we're going out and we're being pastors and caring about sheep uh, in, a, in a local congregation, yeah. but yet and still we're watching our own children go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we're li- waking up, our children, our families are not serving the Lord and you're walking past them to go somewhere else. Wow. It makes sense. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, and so um, what do you think about that, Pastor Nesto? Um, I think that the discipleship, is a, it's our mandate, right? It's like the Great Commission. We've all been called to, to make disciples that make disciples. Um, and I'm kind of going to piggyback on what Pastor Sylvester was saying is that um, sometimes our understanding and misconception of discipleship or our thought process of us having to be um, engulfed in it 24-7 or maybe we don't have the resources or maybe we just do discipleship based on convenience can uh, can hinder you know discipleship but your life is teaching something you know the way we live the way we talk the way we treat others the way we handle our home the way yeah. we just walk this walk out is teaching something and it's saying something about uh, our relationship with Christ and discipleship and there's people that are watching you there's people who you have influence on there's people who are learning from you and you just the way you walk out it's a discipleship process and um, it's very imp- it's crucial that we, um, we, we we be intentional with how we do that that's really good and especially I like what you were saying about the home you know what we're going to be right back we're going to go to a commercial break as we continue to talk about just Christian life discipleship and we might even talk about what is the church we'll be right back Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them so they too can experience being set free. 
You can help us reach our goal to cover 106 Texas prisons by purchasing a copy at JuanMartinez.tv on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Thank you for being the hero of this story. Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rab Church. You can hit us up at two locations. 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 1145 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free GitRap TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. We are back, man, with, man, I got a house full of pastors. What's up? <laughs> now, hey, man, more than that, man, just great brothers uh, in Christ, good friends, and just people who are followers of Jesus Christ, you know? And so we've been talking about discipleship. You know, I was on the break, I was just uh, sharing a little bit with Pastor Todd that, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, even, even, even the whole, like, false prophet, like, I think people barely re barely study a lot of people read they just barely study and uh and you know i've just been on this quest too i think when i was in alaska god was speaking to me about spiritual teenagers you know mm -hmm. like um just people that you started teaching you know so as a parent you start teaching your kids and then they hit that age where they feel they know more than you and they want to do whatever they don't want to they don't want to be led no more you know mm -hmm. they're like i'm an adult Mm -hmm. Right, I don't want to be led. You know, mm -hmm. like I got this. You're like, you, you really don't got it. <laughs> you know, you're the, you, here's the bills. You know, that's the first one. You're like, that's the first <laughs> one you want to give away. Don't have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but the Lord started speaking to me. He said it happens in in Christianity. Mm -hmm. So people just start, yeah. you know, that you're discipling. They just automatically because they heard a couple different things from a couple different people, and they have this spiritual teenager thing that they're like, you know what? I don't need you no more. I'm I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Um, and not that we can't learn from them, but even in that, we start, oh, that person's a false teacher, a false prophet. The first thing you would have to check is if that person's a little more mature than you, maybe he's going to sound different than you. Mm -hmm. And then the flip side of that, right? Because sometimes even being the mature one, sometimes we miss it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Josh is 15, and he's going to talk like a 15-year-old. Yeah. Now, it's not, some of the things he says is not that, now, I might think from my maturity, oh, that's wrong. But... At 15, he's right. You, you get what I'm saying? So it would be wrong for me to be like, rebuke him because I want him to be 30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he's he's 15. He's mm -hmm. going to sound like a 15-year-old. Now, there's stupid 15, but there's also wise 15 mm -hmm. that sounds like he's 15. That doesn't you, – you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel spiritually it's the same concept. Like, you look at a guy, you know, he starts posting some stuff. Everybody jumps on his comments. He's been saved for a year. You know him personally, so he's – literally walked out out of a lot of things but he's still growing and then people start false this false that that's not christ like that's not this that's not that everybody just starts chiming what's your opinion even on that like or what's what's your observation when you we start talking about maturity and immaturity in discipleship or parenting or wherever you want to go whether well, discipleship or parenting you got to give people room to grow um and i believe that that's part of um 
you know, when we get so rigid as a religion and, and, and we all of a sudden, we, it took us 40 years to get here or 50 years to get to this place, and then we expect somebody to get in two months what we got in 40 years, Facts. then we're being hypocritical, to be yeah. honest with you, because, because the reality is it took you time to walk out that faith and walk out that understanding and walk out that walk. And so we just, um, we have to teach people uh, or people have to learn to give people time and space. And one of the things that, you know, the scripture says that the mercies of God are new every every morning. Yeah. And yeah. so the truth of the matter is Jesus, um, God himself was, was, you know, patient with us. Yes. There are things that the disciples got, got dead wrong in the beginning, but God walked them out. Oh, they full you know, of pride and everything. You know, like well, this, this whole thing is written yeah. for us consistently. Like mm-hmm. you don't, even if you step out of some things, you kind of find yourself in it again mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on? Well, well you know, I think that uh, I know he does. He gives us the dignity. Uh, God gives us the dignity to be wrong. You know, yeah. he, uh, he allows us to be wrong. And, sure. uh, and yeah, he, he does. I mean, so he teaches, right? Yes, that's how he teaches us. And that's uh, sometimes we don't give the people the dignity to, for them to be wrong. And then, of course, Paul talks about uh, being gentle in correcting people, mm-hmm. okay, because you've got to correct. Uh, I've got a 15 year old grandson that thinks kind of, you know, he's, he's making some money right now. He's working at a, at a barber shop and he's making some money. And, and I want to do this and I'm going to do that with the money. So I say, you know what? First of all, think of this. Think of think of tithing. You know, I, I, I'm trying to direct him that yeah. way. You need to tithe to, to get rap Latino, and so. Same with plug. I have no motive, you know. Uh, but the thing yeah, is, <laughs> it's about teaching him, and yeah. uh, and uh, he, he, he he has never thought of that. And you know, that's the thing about a 15 year old does not think of things, uh, yeah. And they just react. They just do. And they go a lot by uh, a lot of, unfortunately, uh, by sensationalism. How are you going to keep their attention by being sensational, but by, by by producing? Mm. You, it's hard to keep a, a 15-year-old or a, an adolescent to sit around for a 45-minute message. Yeah, it really is. So the thing is, is to capture uh, their attention and to correct them, uh, address them where they're at and instruct them. And that's how yeah. I, w- when I see, when I, somebody's in error, I think that's how we should <clears throat> approach them with, with their gentleness and with, uh, with the word of God. And the spirit of God gives us uh, the wisdom to speak. Really good. What's going on? And that's what are you thinking um, about? I'm thinking about, I feel like it's a, a culture we've cultivated. Um, you know, uh, the book of Romans says to not be conformed, right? By the things of this world, the cultures of it, the religious views of it. And uh, it's something that we've just cultivated outside of Christianity. I was talking to Pastor Todd earlier about it, and we live a culture of performance and pretending mindsets. Yeah. So if somebody is not performing to a, a, mm-hmm. a rank or a, a view that we think they should be, we, we shun them. Um, and we're living mm. from a place of to become yeah. instead of a place from being a being. Like we're living to become Christians instead of living from being Christians. Mm -hmm. And then when we live from a place to become Christians, competition arises, performance arises, comparison arises. So now we're trying to live up to certain things as opposed to living from Christianity. When When I know you're my son and you know you're my son, your mistakes won't define you or won't 
um, exclude you from sonship of me. It's, I know that these are going to happen, so I'm walking with you, helping you grow, because you're still my son, and I love you. And uh, you're not trying to be my son. And that's uh, a culture that we've cultivated in the church that came from the world. In, the, in that work, you perform to become uh, bosses or more, earn more money or whatever that case is, and we bring that into the church. I want pastor to see me do good, or I want to be accepted by the church. So we, leave the, we live these lives that are based on performance and pretending, and sometimes we're not there yet. You know, yeah. We're still young in our faith, and when we fall, it just looks all fake. Um, and I was telling Pastor Todd, like, God can't change who you're not. Like, you got to be where you're at. For God to help you grow because he has to reveal some things to you there has to be some conviction there has to be some refining some molding in the area that you're at in the stage that you're at for you to continue to grow and learn and keep going you know when we were talking about discipleship that 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 picture the picture that came to my mind was the first time uh, my first my first child was born when when my my daughter was born when Tyra came out she had the residue of the environment that she came out of. Come on. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't until some, a nurse came, took her over to the table, and washed cleaned her it. and cleaned her of the residue that she came out of. And many times we have, we have believers who are born, in, or non-believers who give their lives to Christ and they're born into the kingdom of God, and then we judge them based off the residue that Come they on. came out, out That's of. That's so fire. And, and not realizing that it is it is up to the saints <clears throat> to now disciple them and wash them and take them over to the side and, and, really and help clean them fire. and then bring them back. Even when we bring them back without that, that, that residue, they're still babes. And then to be able to feed them and nourish them and walk with them until they grow into what? what we expect from and we kind of keep them there sometimes like we're mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> you know yeah. why'd you do that yeah. and it makes them feel condemned guilty and shame and sometimes they leave but well it's because I think a lot of times when when and this you know I'm talking about personal experience you know a lot of times we there was a time I think it was like a Saturday morning and I was I wanted Josh to like be quiet or something mm -hmm. you know <laughs> you know, he was he was just loud. He has a couple friends. They're playing, and I'm like, Ugh. I was getting frustrated because they were being loud, and I felt like I was gonna tell him, and then I felt like the Lord was like, you know, when I was gonna tell him, like correct him, I felt like the Lord had a conversation with me, and the conversation was like, when you're talking to him, is it for you or for him? <sighs> mm -hmm. And it rocked me, right? Because I'm like, because love. The spirit of love is one that says, what I'm doing, I'm doing for you. Come on. And if we're going to be honest, a lot of times, even in conversations or in discipleship and stuff, you're like, yo, you, you're, whatever you're saying most of the time, if not checked or corrected, is going to be for, um, for you. You get, you get what I'm saying? Like you're saying something to that person for for you, for for your benefit, for selfish gain, uh, rather than yeah. speaking to a person, mm -hmm. um, and and this is the sign of it, right? Because when when I'm speaking to you for you, it shouldn't piss me off. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. Yeah. when I'm speaking, I mean, this is all like I like I'm saying. I'm I, this is my life right here. I'm talking about kind of just stuff God showed me through my insensitivity of like with my own home. He's like. When you speak 
he said, you do it, but a lot of times you do this. It's like you speaking, but almost for your for your benefit, if they would change, then it would benefit your life you. would be better, right? Come it's on. like, but when you love, you speak from a place of uh, for you, and it shouldn't piss me off because it only pisses you off or you only get all emotional when, when it's more about you. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a, a big thing too. Like I think it's in Romans 15 and it's, you guys hear me talk about it all the time. It says that you can uh, tell which person is mature in their faith because they embrace the immaturity of another, basically come down to their level to speak for their good. <laughs> and that's a powerful thing because I think we got to get better at that. Like I feel like that... You, you get what I'm saying? Mark uh, 9 talks about something that really uh, radical. It talks about love uh, in respect to uh, those that are young in the faith. Yeah. And he says, I want you who would make one of these little ones stumble. Hmm. It'd be best. It, it'd be better for you. I mean, it'd hang be, a millstone. Yeah, yeah. a millstone tied around your neck. <laughs> and, but he's talking about love. He's talking about do not make one of these stumble because I love them so much. You know? And so the deal is, is that. When you're talking about, you know, well, love is not about self. It's about them. Yeah. It's about them. Sacrifice. And so and when I deal with, with church issues, I always think about the, ch- the, the house, my house. Yeah. I think about how I would feel if somebody spoke to one of my kids in that manner. Children, yeah. And I try to uh, love them in instead of, you know, like, you know, you know, you need, you need to get out of here. I mean, I just can't, I just can't stand you the way you are, you know. And that's not good well, at all. Not yeah, good yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. yeah. Now, so that that's that's one of the things. And, and let me tell you, I came out of legalism big time. I was in legalism, mm. and uh, to and legalism is the ugliest thing you. What can does that have. look like? Oh my gosh, man! How do you? Uh, you hold you, on, hold on. We're gonna be right back. We're gonna go to commercial break. He's gonna break down what a person in legalism looks like. Because sure. maybe that might be you. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we'll be right back. This is real. <laughs> Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them, so they too can experience being set free. You can help us reach our goal to cover 106 Texas prisons by purchasing a copy at JuanMartinez.tv on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Thank you for being the hero of this story. Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rab Church. You can hit us up at two locations. 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 11.45 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rap TV app. 
We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach, all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly, hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free Get Rap TV app. Yo, we are back with This Is Real and my amazing guest. You know what I'm saying? This has just been a really good conversation. Mm -hmm. A little bit about everything. You know, it's kind of like one of my old favorite shows, Seinfeld. <laughs> but you know, it, was like, it was like a show about nothing but all everything. Over, all over. It was like place, nothing but everything. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you, you got a lot out of it, yeah. even though that it wasn't like, oh, this. Yeah. So, Pastor Sylvester, right before the break, uh, you said you came out of legalism. So, I yes. wanted you to explain to us. What does that person look like? Because I'll start out with this, uh, saying uh, how if you're not in church, what happens if Jesus would come today? You know, and I would say, oh, my gosh, I get lost, you know, and that's uh, in other words, you need to be at church all the time. That's one. And not only to be at church all the time, but dressed a certain way mm -hmm. and not only dress a certain way, have your hair a certain length. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the, uh, the wife better not be wearing makeup. Mm. And not only that, uh, no jewelry. And the dress a certain length. When I preach, I had to have a coat on. I had to have a tie on. I had to have, uh, you know, it's just all exterior. It's all about, like Pastor Ernesto was saying, it's all about performance. Mm -hmm. You know, it was about about trying to please God in an exterior way and keeping rules. The thing is, I found out that from one church to another, there's different rules. Hmm. I mean, uh, that's, hmm. I mean, it, that's so it's, it, well, in some churches, it was a sin to chew gum mm -hmm. wow. incredible i mean wow. it, it was ridiculous uh, if it, if, well i mean i i kind of if it lands on the carpet you know don't mess up my red carpet oh, <laughs> it depends what we're talking I, I, about is it in the mouth <laughs> the ball, on the chair did you get well, it on your pants you know it's different <laughs> levels of sin right there so, so everything is exterior <laughs> in, in respect and keeping rules uh, I, uh, I i actually attended a i went to a church where i actually uh, entered mm -hmm. in the I hadn't noticed that, but I was the only one with a mustache, you know. And oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you were and, sitting. Uh, oh yeah, man, I was totally out of the kingdom of God. A mustache was a sin. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. There's a couple things on my show. Hey, you know what? What was messed up about that is that we become enslaved to following rules. Sure. Mm -hmm. And our faith is now in the rules that we follow and in our performance and yeah. in how we act look it's slavery yep it really right. is hey i'm gonna freedom. i'm gonna okay because you know i always like i i love perspectives you know mm -hmm. i think i think perspectives are great and what i've learned in christianity is that let's say uh, some of y'all can't see but let's i'm extending my two arms out some of y'all can see on youtube but extending my two arms out. let's say this is uh life right here and so let's say a guy that comes out of legalism what I mostly see in the beginning is that they go way over here, mm -hmm. you know, and anything. Like, let's say you came out of an abusive relationship. So you uh, you just go, we all do. some In some form of fashion, we're like, never that. And we go way over here. And then this guy becomes, you know, hyper great. So whatever, they, you know, like, you could just do anything, right? Because yeah. obviously... Uh, the Apostle Paul say, what should we continue to sin so that grace may abound? So obviously, this didn't just start. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. people that are like, we can just do anything mm -hmm. now because sure. there's too many laws. So now we're going to go over here. So do you think there's kind of like a healthy 
balance like you know like like let's say uh i don't know like is there a balance on like obviously you it's more about a heart issue Come on. but can you teach someone like let's say in schools right they don't let you wear hat in school well there was a certain things in the building because they were trying to teach them honor and respect is there a healthy balance on teaching someone a good principle without making it like a legalistic mm -hmm. law. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because practice. there has to be, because we can't go on this side to be like, well then just do whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> then that's not healthy either. I, I think it boils down to a um, relationship. Yeah. You know, um, because like even, so if we look at those two spectrums, the one it's the, the law. So you're still not relationship your law yeah yeah law and then the Rules. other one is hyper grace yeah you're still not relationship it's now you it's all about mm, you it's all about you still. yeah yeah so, those are the polar opposites correct so in relationship it's about christ and then in christ when you fall in love with him it's your love for him that compels you to obey the standards that he said yeah not to do this not to do that or don't live like that yeah out of love correct out of love so what, what's your take on well that? i'm thinking about the word balance because it, it throws people off uh, and, I, and i'll tell you what i mean by that when you talk about balance people say okay balance with the word and with and with christ and a little bit of the world you know so we won't get too hyper or too uh, what do you call it uh, fanatical okay? yeah uh, the deal is when i think about balance i think about uh, what I think Pastor Ernesto was saying uh, and is in respect to the word based on the word and s the spirit or based on relationship. And so the deal is, is that when uh, you come out of legalism, when I came out of legalism, you, you cannot believe how uncomfortable I was. I'm still uncomfortable. I'll be honest with you. I'm uncomfortable wearing jeans when I preach. I've yeah. never worn jeans when I preach. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's just me. The fact this is just it's just a uh, uh, maybe I'm in bondage. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I need I need I need to set me free. But the deal is uh, maybe I'll show up with jeans on, on this Sunday. But the fact is is that uh, <laughs> we put him on a jean diet. <laughs> <laughs> Holy that, that's how I feel about it. I think my perspective is uh, you need to have a balance with the. the the spirit of God. Yeah, obviously the word and God's standard. Yes. And I, I usually like using the word rhythm, mm -hmm. but for that, I, you know, I feel like our standard is the word. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's what we go by. But again, you know, when we talk about descriptive, uh, uh, prescriptive scriptures, those that you do or something descriptive, I feel like, you know, when we talk about honor and respect and stuff like that, there are tangible ways that sometimes like we tell, I tell people, you know, like, kids in school right like you don't run or in a courtroom you don't wear a hat you come dressed because there is a there is just an honor for the person in the room mm -hmm. so i'm not saying like hey you got to wear a suit but i am saying there's probably some tangible things like i know mm -hmm. like when people go to homes yeah. let's say this uh, discipleship homes yes and they're coming off of the street where they're rebellious and everything goes and everything goes right they're almost forced to wear a tie and a shirt. Absolutely. And, and I believe at that moment, it's more a breaking of Come the on. will and, hey, uh -huh. you're going to learn how to be a good, cleaned up man. I don't think they're doing it from a like Legal. legalistic thing, but I think it's a, you're going to wear this because you, you got to learn. You, you just way out there on the, on the, I'll do whatever I want to do. So I'm going to bring you back well, over here. Let me comment on that. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's because the word honor and uh, it, it really resonates with me because of what Molly, my wife does. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday's, uh, last Sunday I preached at a Baptist church uh, and uh, 
my wife showed up in a dress, okay? Mm. She never wears a dress. Yeah. But because she respected their, their, their sure. personality, she showed up in a dress. Yeah. Now, I've preached at churches where they're very legalistic, and she literally has called, called the, the pastor's wife and said, hey, can I wear makeup at your church? And she and they say, well, no, we don't wear makeup here. She'll show up with no makeup. Yeah, you know, awesome. because she'll honor them, she'll respect them. I'm not, we're not there to to change. I, I would show up with no makeup and my hair not done. I'll, say, I'll, show, I'll show y'all. That show is looking crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, know, you yeah, honor, yeah. you honor, you respect what they believe, and sure, you move. Sure, sure, and, sure. Uh, I think some in some ways though, we have to get to the place where there's certain things in Scripture that the Bible tells us should not be done. And and and, yeah. and I think that when we cross those lines, that that becomes um, not a legalistic thing, but it becomes dishonorable to the Lord. Yeah. And so, but but as it relates to whenever something is not clearly stated in the Bible, don't do this, don't do that. Then when we start making those rules of ourselves, then that becomes legalistic, and that yeah. becomes a detriment to the character of who God is, because we we start making God into our rules and our regulations, he's not that. He is a God of love. Yeah. And so um, back to, I guess, the whole discipleship yeah, yeah. piece that we, we were talking about and, and tying in with this, one of the things the Bible says that God is is love, right? He is yeah. love. And I think that discipleship is showing people not only how much God loves them, but now how to interact with one another in love. Wow with with each other yeah and in doing so when i come into your when i come into your church and your church has these rules out of i don't i don't do it because it's going to send me to hell but i i respect and honor the house because that's what the house if i were to come over to your house and uh and say say pastor ruthie didn't want shoes Mm -hmm. then i take off my shoes at the door that's right because i I honor I, i love you and i'm interacting with you in this love and and I'm not going to do anything to now when you come to my house you're welcome to come in with shoes on you know that's what I'm really good yeah so, yeah that's really so good. it's all about it's all about it's not making the other also yeah not making the other person stumble stumble yeah, right? that's right and mm-hmm. I think a lot of times uh, like what we talked earlier about studying the word um, just really understanding context because I I hear it a lot in different things mm-hmm. where they're like well the Bible says this and it's not really even what it meant you mm-hmm. know the context is off or they were saying that according to their time and the way they were and then we try to americanize it somewhat and then we remove the spiritual principle mm-hmm. yeah. you know because maybe it was just the principle mm-hmm. you know uh a, a a descriptive you know like we talked about that time where you know it says they kissed on the cheek now puerto ricans kiss on the cheek all the time you know but ultimately that's how they say hi mm-hmm. literally but you know they'll hug and kiss you on the cheek. You know you just be like, what? You know I've brought friends where they're like, what's going on? I'm like, that's just how they all say hi. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. But that's how they say hi. But sometimes if you was to take that literal and say, hey, why isn't everybody at the church kissing everybody on the cheek? Um, we high five or we pound. The the it's a descriptive mm-hmm. scripture that says, greet. Mm-hmm. So how you greet is not gonna. Well, they ain't greeting like this, so that's wrong. You <laughs> know, they're they're not of Jesus because it says they kissed you. That's not a prescriptive thing. It's not like forgive or mm-hmm. go do. Mm-hmm. It's a this is how we greet it. Mm-hmm. So make sure you greet. However you greet, if it's like this, 
it'd be fine if it's i just waved my hand by the y'all but it, it, it wouldn't matter and i think sometimes we do that with scripture we see something that's descriptive in their times not look at the context and then kind of put it on a brother like brother you're not doing this and the reason why we do that because it makes us feel better about ourselves well it goes back to like you're living to perform mm-hmm. you're not living from like mm-hmm. if I'm not living from, then of course I'll take something and make it literal. And if you're not doing it, then you're not that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it goes back to living from. If we live from Christianity, and I know that I'm greeting you with my heart and love for Jesus, then it doesn't matter how I greet you. It's like that lady that was worshiping, and the high priest thought that she was drunk. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went to go check her, and she's like, "No, I'm worshiping." Mm-hmm. But she was living. She was worshiping from her heart to Christ. But just because it didn't look like she was worshiping, <laughs> you When I was in uh, All Nations, you know, Bible school, there was a time where I was sitting there, and you know, I had gotten out of prison, you know, and mm-hmm. so I looked to the side, and this girl was just hopping. She was just. I mean, she looked like she was <laughs> a ballerina, literally, mm-hmm. in our, during our worship. You know, uh, student mm-hmm. worship. Mm-hmm. She was just hopping around, and I remember looking at her, going. Psh- Look at her. What's she doing, right? And the <laughs> Lord instantly rebuking me and saying, you just ain't that free. Yeah. I was about to say the same and so thing. so it got me, man. So I think a lot of times what where we're at, we almost project it, project it yeah. over to the other people. And, I mean, she's dancing mm-hmm. for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So just on that thought, obviously, who I am today, I'm like, just on the thought of she's doing that unto God, it wouldn't matter to do backflips, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't matter because yeah. because she's doing that unto the Lord. She's mm-hmm. not ballet dancing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like how, in Alaska. Yeah, everybody was different cultures. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. They, it, it was, was beautiful because yeah. it was different cultures and they're all worshiping the way that they wanted to worship. Mm. Let's wrap it up. Uh, but, go ahead. Go well, ahead. It's, it's, it may be a, a little too long of a discussion if I bring this up, but I, I've got to bring We're it up about, about a the minute. Fr- okay, the freedom that Paul had. Paul had such freedom. I mean, he took three disciples into the temple to purify them according mm. to the law. That's being free, man. That's Come free. On. I mean, he, he had no, uh, you know, uh, no problem with doing hesitation. it. Hesitation. No hesitation. did it for them. That's really good. Anybody got anything uh, they want to close up with? It was awesome. <laughs> it was a great conversation, you know, and, and the church, man, the body of believers, man, we just got to get better because uh, I see the, the polar going over here, too, on the, you know, oh, well, you know, you don't need to build, you know, it doesn't matter. You're going to be in a building even if you're meeting at home. <laughs> you know, so, so the reality <laughs> yeah. is you're just in an apartment now, you know, yeah. but, but the people are needed. And I want to thank you guys so much for being with us and just talking about this topic. Hopefully we could do this again. Maybe this is like a new thing, mm-hmm. you know, once a month or something. Let's but guess what, man? Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. This is real. Don't forget to hit the notification, the little bell, uh, subscribe so you can get notifications every time we come on. Uh, every Thursday at nine, we have a Facebook live on Juan Martinez, Dr. Love page. You could follow on Instagram. Love wins you. We also have a group called this is real. And so if you want to write us a letter, please write a letter to PO box six, seven, one, six, two, six, Houston, Texas, seven, seven, two, six, seven. And you know how we like to do. We have a heavy hitter of the week. And this week it's Maverick city music featuring Todd Dulaney and Marianne J George with mighty one. And you know what we like to say? That's a wrap. Mighty one, mighty one, we worship you. Yes. Mighty one, mighty one.
Mighty you are. 